Welcome to another episode of The Buzz. I'm your host, Cosmos News and Entertainment Editor Mel Evans. And today I'm joined by a woman that probably doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to give her an introduction anyway. And that is Roxy Jasenko from Sweaty Betty and Ministry of Talent. Welcome to The Buzz, Roxy. Thank you. <laughs> what an intro. What an intro. I didn't even have to do that two times. I normally do. <laughs> Now, you have come on board Cosmopolitan as one of our mentors in our mentor special. So starting off, did you have a mentor? It's funny. It's like that question that has been asked me so many times in every interview. And I, I mean, I guess I didn't really have one person that I looked to and said, you know, this is my situation. What should I do? I guess coming from a family where my mother and father were both sort of workers, they had their own business. They started when they were young. I lent on them for support, but I was in an industry that they didn't know about. So it was sort of like sink or swim and just sort of do your best. And that's why for me, when Cosmo asked would I do it I was like you know what yes definitely because I never had that and I think there would have been a lot of things that I did differently if I had someone to lean on who had that PR expertise. Mm -hmm. Are you currently a mentor to you or do you think yourself a mentor to the younger Sweaty Betty crew? Oh, no question. You know, there isn't, uh, I mean, I treat them as my family, my team, and my, I guess the biggest thing for me is seeing them evolve, and they can only evolve if they've got someone who's guiding them. So, yeah, it's a big part of what I do every day. I breathe down their neck, but I breathe down their <laughs> neck to make sure that they sort of excel, they grow as an employee, and they, you know, they do the best that they possibly can with their career. Yeah. Do you believe in a bit of a tough love philosophy? Yeah, that's for sure. That's, <laughs> oh, shit, that's well documented. Um, look, you know what? <laughs> We, I guess you've got a, a role as a boss and that is to make sure that you, you nurture your staff but you also make sure that they evolve. You know, I'm not going to sit back and go good enough will do because that's not going to make them the best they can be. I'm not a nasty bitch but I'll say if it's shit, it's shit, you know. Um, but when it's good, of course I'm going to compliment you but, yeah, tough love, well, shit happens. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what was your first job? Um, well, I had a few. Mm-hmm. So... First job was at McDonald's drive-thru, which it's quite funny. I think I got more phone numbers than I sold fillet of fishes from looking boys bad. driving the driveway. I used to, oh, I was happy to go to that shift. I was like, oh, super. <laughs> I went to an all-girls school, so you'd go to McDonald's and you'd be like, oh, wow, look at all these guys. A whole new world. Yeah, exactly. I think it was like $5 an hour. And then after McDonald's, I moved on to work at Kodak and I used to develop photos. And then I worked at a florist for seven years. So, I mean, I did a bit of everything, but I think, you know, the reality is my parents pushed me from a young age to work and that, you know, look, my parents are are wealthy, but they never gave me money. They were like, if you want, you work. And it's something that's been instilled in me since I was like 14. So I don't know any different, and that's probably why I work so hard now. Yeah. What did you learn in the McDonald's drive-thru, apart from getting phone numbers, that you... (laughs) How to pick up a boyfriend. (laughs) That you still use today? Basically, just the policies and procedures. You know, every single thing that McDonald's does has a policy and procedure. Each bag size that they have has a certain number of units that you can fit in the bag. And I think it's just basic stuff, but it's the, the methodic, like the, it's so methodical that it basically, for me, it's how I sort of run my business. You know, there's a policy and procedure for everything. There's a way we tie that, the bags with a ribbon. There's the fact that we put the sticker on the side that doesn't have the crease on the bag. It's basically really simple principles that make you the best you can be, I think. 
Growing up, um, you didn't have one mentor per se, but you know, you had your family behind you. Is there someone that you sort of look to, someone you might not have even met, but you thought, I want to run a business like them or I would like to succeed like they did? No, no. I guess I've never, ever looked at anything that I do and looked next to me and thought, I want to be like you or I want to succeed like you. I've always thought, I want to achieve, I want to make my family proud and I want to do the best I can for myself. I haven't really sort of pinpointed one person and gone, okay, well, I want to be like you or I want to achieve what you've achieved. Um, I've uh, Maybe it's because I was a shit student at school. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't well read. It was more about work hard, you know, be determined. If you fuck up, well, just pick yourself up and try again. I never really looked at anyone else and thought, okay, well, I w- that's what I want. Because I wasn't ever going to be NPR. I just fell into it. Mm. If any, I, I suppose if anything, I had a, um, I worked at Diesel for like four years, the jeans company, before I started my own business. And there was a lady called Helen who was a general manager. And I just remember being the smart ass that I am, said to her one day, you know, one day I'm going to have your job. So if anything, it was more just trying to get to that next stage, get better, get better, get better, earn more, succeed more. So it's not, it's, there's never been one person. No. Mm. Maybe I should. Maybe I should say Warren Buffett. Why not? <laughs> Hell, go for it. Yeah, look, What's I'd look good on you? a super yacht <laughs> with a private plane. Do you think women do compare ourselves to other women and think, why aren't I at that level? What do I need to do to get to that level? As opposed to just thinking, what can I do in myself to be the best person I can be? I'm sure people do. I mean, you. I, I, I mean, I know that I don't really, I don't really ever look sideways. I don't look at other PR companies and go, oh, well, I want that to be me or why aren't I doing as well as them or... I think you can get caught up with all of that. Um, I don't worry too much about that kind of thing, but I'm sure people do do that. My my advice to that would be is don't worry about what's around you. Just worry about yourself and what you can do better, work harder, be more determined, push the boundaries, um, rather than looking at who someone else is and what they're doing and why they're doing it better. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I'm aware of what my competitors are doing, but I'm not obsessed by it. I'm not driven by it. I'm just aware of it. And obviously you're a businesswoman, but you're also a lot in the public eye. Not mentioning gossip columns in particular, but... (laughs) Roxy ate a hamburger today. I saw that one, actually. Yeah. (laughs) How do you block out that noise, though? Um, Look, you know, the last 12 months has obviously catapulted me into a sphere that I never really thought I would be in and it's been controversial and it's been negative and it affected my business in a big way. The reality is it is what it is and I just have to keep my focus and not really worry about it. I mean it's fish and chip wrapper tomorrow so I don't you know I don't really it doesn't get me down I just well it is what it is you know whatever I mean when I was coming here actually got out of my car and there was like a photographer sitting there taking pictures. I was like oh my god I hope my legs were closed when I got out of the car <laughs> I have got a full brief on but still <laughs> oh like that Mariah Carey moment where she throws her legs in the car I was like kill me now oh. but I always wear a full brief so I'm all right I suppose <laughs> um yeah look it, it is what it is I suppose it comes with the territory I'm in PR I can't go to the media and say can you run this story for me on one of our clients? And then if they ask me something about my personal life, say, well, no, sorry, I'm not going to talk about mm. it. It is what it is. It's open slather and you just get on with it. But I try not to really worry about it, really. It's all quite trivial. You know, I ate yeah. a hamburger. Well, no, I actually didn't eat a hamburger. But, hey, if that's what floats your boat, that's what floats your boat. It's like if you actually read what I post, you'd see that yeah. I was at a photo shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I took great pleasure in holding it, though. <laughs> I did want to eat it, but I never did. I'm quite happy my skirt's loose today. <laughs> Have you always had a thick skin? Yeah, I mean, 
you have to. You look at my life um, and, and watch. I mean, even well before the, the events of the last sort of 12 months, I've always had challenges. And that's what happens when you're out there and you're pushing the boundaries and you're a girl in business. Um, that's just life. Um, I don't know if it's a thick skin. It's just re- it's reality. So you can either be the person who like crawls in a hole and says it's too hard, I can't cope, or you go, you know what, fuck it. I piss you off that much watch me piss you off even more (laughs) keep going and that's my motivation the reality is the more I suppose the more shit you read that's so trivial and such rubbish the more you go well I'm bothering you so much I'll work even harder I can really bother you more I suppose I am thick-skinned you'd have to be thick-skinned to put up with the shit I've put up with in the last sort of 12 years of having my own business but I've also got responsibilities and that is to make sure that I you know run my business and my staff are able to evolve that they've got opportunity that I can maintain my commitments with my family um school for pixie you know like I've got responsibilities so you don't worry too much about it I I guess I don't sweat the small stuff yeah and if I did I'd probably be in the corner crying every minute of the day there ain't time for that no no (laughs) but you are mum to two young kids how did your mentality towards work and the business change when you became a mum to pixie uh i never thought i would be a mother really because i was always career focused i was like i don't know how you'd i don't know how you'd balance the two and be able to i like to give everything to you 100 100 percent is not in my dna so for me when i had children i was like oh well shit how am i gonna do that you do it. You know, I think any working mother will tell you that you just get on with it. You don't think about it. And it's like me with work. I don't have to-do lists. I just do it. I could spend my day writing what I have to do or I could just do it. And it's the same with the kids. You know, you just fit it in. They are, um, look, they're very, they're great kids. And they're, they're at, well, Pix is at school now. Hunty's at daycare. Um, I don't think about it. I just do it. You know, I'm lucky to have two children. There's people out there who who can't, who don't have that opportunity. So I'm very, I'm very grateful that I did have them. And I don't even really see it as a balance. It is what it is. You know, you just fit it in. I'm just good at emailing at all hours of the night and doing 50 things at once. I tell you what, you are someone though that always get a response. I'm obsessed. I am obsessive compulsive. I mean, I'm the first to say it. I cannot cope not being in control, not being on top of everything, not having everything in order. I live in a house that looks like a display home. My remote controls for my TV are even like in order. (laughs) How many do you have? Well, you've got Foxtel, you've got the DVD player, and then you've got the TV remote control. And then you've got the, that Apple box thing, you know, that. Oh, the tiny little silver remote that I always I actually don't like the silver remote. It doesn't fit with the rest of the the (laughs) The formation. The aesthetic of your remote. Correct. But (laughs) I suppose that's how you manage it as well. If you have an organized life and it makes everything easier. But if you live a life of chaos and your life is in a mess and there's shit everywhere, well, how can you cope with everything? You can't. Yeah. So do you think that work-life balance is a bit of a myth? <laughs> work-life balance. Well, I don't really know that I've got a very good balance. I'm probably the worst person to, <laughs> I'm the worst person to ask about work-life balance. Um, my work is my life, but my family is also my life. And I just, yeah, well, you just fit it all in. I don't, really, I don't even think about it. It's not, a, it's not an option. You know, also now I'm on my own. So it's just like, do it. Yep. Don't think about it. Just fucking do it. Yep. <laughs> Look, the business is going gangbusters at the moment. It was a shit 12 months, the last 12 months. When I say shit, I mean it was it, it was still very successful. But for me, I want it to be bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't want to plateau. Um, I, we were, obviously, I got cancer. 
everything happened with my husband. Because you don't do anything by halves, do you? No. So for me, I don't plateau. I want to keep growing. You know, I want on that chart for it to be going up, not just steady. Um, Come January of this year, I was like, you know what? Pull your shit together and make it happen. (laughs) And then I looked at a picture of a G5 jet and I was like, I'm going to buy one of those. (laughs) Um, So it's been, you know, an amazing start to the year. We've signed on some brilliant clients um and and that's why we've got three new staff starting so it'll be a big 2017 for us no question mm-hmm. with the past 12 months what it was what is the one takeaway that you took from those 12 months that life is short you know I would never have thought at 36 I'd get cancer I wouldn't have even dreamed of it I mean yes my mother had it but I just didn't even cross my mind you know I'm 36 why would that happen to me um but the reality is life is short and enjoy yourself and I, I think that's the biggest thing for me you know yes my work is very important yes my family is very is very important to me but at the same time I think I was in a rut where I was just so focused on my family my children and my work that I wasn't even experiencing life so I'm definitely experiencing it now Good. <laughs> my cut out dresses from my younger days are back out <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know that's the truth you know, life is short and, and you have to make the most of it because tomorrow it could all be gone. And obviously Pixie Bows are so wildly successful. Mm. Will that be passed down to Pixie sort of teaching her like in the, obviously she's very young now and I can't expect her to be a businesswoman now, but what do you hope to pass on to her? You know, that is a business who would have ever thought, you know, grow grain ribbon bows. This week they're on the cover of NW, on Surrey Cruise. It's just amazing. They're just such simple things that could have such a mass effect. Um, You know, why did I start it? So she's got something. My parents obviously taught me work ethic and I need to do the same for her because if you want, as I said before, you want, you work. So that business is one that she is involved with, as random as it sounds, for a five-year-old. She comes to the office and she helps me pick and pack them. I still pack each one of them because I'm obsessive compulsive and I want to make sure they're, they're packaged nicely. Um, but she she's involved. She knows what we're doing. She understands it. And as it grows and goes into department stores when she's older, maybe it'll be a business that she takes over. I don't know. But I, I guess that money that we earn from that goes to her so she'll be able to buy an apartment or whatever it may be. Oh, she's it. got her life together yeah. more than yeah, I, I do. <laughs> Shit. I know. Can you imagine? Five years old. Oh, yeah, I bought an apartment. As you do. <laughs> but I do like it. You know, you do the little Instagrams where she's picking colours and it's like, it's true. Who knows yeah. more than what little girls want to wear than a little girl? Yeah. And, it, and look, it is nice. It's it's just something that she's involved with with me. Um, she enjoys it. She doesn't, like, I don't really Instagram that much for her anymore on her Instagram. She's sort of getting to an age now where she's very opinionated about what she's <laughs> going to wear and when she's going to wear it and where she's going to go. So, and, and it was a thing when I started that Instagram for her, I was like, with the minute that she's not enjoying posting or whatever it may be well then she won't do it so that's why I don't really do it that much anymore um but the bows yeah it's going well it's sort of a no-brainer it just sort of ticks along itself and she's yeah well when she's living in a waterfront in some posh apartment we'll be like ah can we come and stay yeah <laughs> oh yeah this is for you yeah. this is not yeah, for yeah, you. yeah make sure it's got two bedrooms <laughs> you need that great retirement village <laughs> exactly <laughs> with a harbour view please when did you think that you'd sort of I don't want to say made it because I think that's quite a wanky term. And I haven't. (laughs) But when did you think, shit, like, I've actually done all right. I'm pretty successful in what I've tried to do. 
I, I suppose um, I don't ever, I, and that's one thing about me, I've never ever, I don't look at anything and go, oh, well, you've made it now. That's enough. That's good enough. Nothing's ever good enough. It's probably one of my downfalls because I'm always pushing. It needs to be better. It needs to be better. You do your head in about it. Um, but I suppose when I, when I was able to buy property, I was like, shit, I was my 21 when I bought my first property. Not so many I people like, can say no. that. I was like, well, that's an achievement. Um, so I guess it's being able to sort of look at something and go, well, I own that. You know, I walk into my office every morning now and I'm like, wow, you own that building. And, you know, what it's come from is hard work and dedication. I don't think I've made it, but I think that that's an achievement that I'm, you know, it's an achievement that I'm proud of. Bricks and mortar, I'd say, was yep. when you sort of go, I'm doing well, but I've got to do better. <laughs> You need more bricks and mortar. Yeah, yes, yes. And I feel like there's so much conflicting advice given to women. We're told to lean in, but then we're told, no, you can have it all. Do you think that women can have it all? You can definitely have it all. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, you can have whatever you want in life. It's whether you're willing to take the risks to go and get it. And I took risks and I take risks every day. And that's why other people would look and go, oh, well, she's this and she's that and she's controversial. No, you know what? I'm just trying to make something of myself and my life and to be able to provide my family. If I sat back and I cruised along, I wouldn't have what I have from a business perspective and or a life perspective. And I don't mean materialistic items. I mean, in general, you've got to be a risk taker and you can have whatever you want. Not, you know, a female or a male thing. It's whether you're willing to push the boundaries and take the risks. Being a female businesswoman, have you ever felt inequality there? Not really. You know, I had this conversation with Mark Burris when we did Celebrity Apprentice. Um, and, and, and it had come up, you know, oh, well, it's so hard for women in business. Look, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's particularly easy. And if there's a guy who's got credentials that are better than yours, he's possibly going to get the job over you. But that's only because of the credentials. I don't really know that it would be male versus female. Um, I think for me it was a, an age thing more than anything because I'd go into pitch for a client and they'd be like, oh, you're 24. And there'd be someone who'd go in be male or female who was 44 and that person has a lot more experience. So I don't really think that comes into it. I think if anything, age for me was, a, was an issue. But now I'm 36, so I can't really worry about that. <laughs> if only. <laughs> it's interesting you say that though, because a lot of Cosmo readers are in that, you know, mid-20s, mid to late 20s, um, who you might mentor might be 24. What advice do you give for those younger women who are finding that they're banging their head up against a wall when they're told they're too young? Yeah, you know, look, I think the, the best thing that you can do is just keep pushing, you know, and that's what I did at 24. I mean, I got knocked back from a few different clients and that was basically down to age but I didn't go okay well it's too hard I'm going to give up hang my shoes and you know go look for a job I thought well I'll show you watch me you think I'm too young fuck you and I went to the next one I'd start working on that person and then they'd come knocking on the door and they'd be like oh, well actually we wouldn't mind to start and you'd be like funny that so I just think it's it also makes you more determined so I wouldn't worry about it just don't you know I think who wants to be defeated don't let it defeat you Move to the next, then to the next, and then to the next. I feel like I know the answer to this. You're a planner? You like to see what's coming ahead? Or? Um, no. Ah. I live very much to the, like, to the minute. I, no. I mean, my mum was saying to me, oh, should we go somewhere at Easter? I'm like, mum, I don't even know what I'm having for freaking lunch. Why would I be worrying about <laughs> Easter? Um, I'm not a planner. I'm a planner as far as I'm organised, but I'm not a person that wants to pre-plan everything in their life. I don't think, I don't live a life like that. My life is very reactionary. I'm in a life that's fast and if I need to drop everything and go do it, I don't want to go, oh, well, I've got, you know, this is planned so I can't really fit that in. I'm, I bend and flex a lot. I'm not really a planner. I'm reactionary. It's like that to-do list thing. Fuck the to-do list. 
Just do it. Just do it. Mm. You can spend half an hour writing it and that half an hour you could have done three other tasks. Do you have one business tip? If a girl was to walk up to you and say, what is one thing I need to know about business? What is that one thing? I don't know that it's one thing to know about business really. I just say experience is everything. And even if you can't get that dream job you want, go work for free. Get work experience because the more you're in there, the more you're surrounded by the industry you want to be and the more you learn. Um, There is nothing worse for me than someone coming to me who has all of these degrees at uni but has never had on-the-job experience. I never even got into uni. The reason I've done well is because I am street smart and I started at the bottom. I was a girl making the coffees. I was a girl opening the mail, running to the rubbish bin to do the rubbish bins for everyone. I worked the business from the bottom to the to the PR and marketing section and I learned every bit of it. I worked for free for a very long time. Why? Because I knew that I'd have the edge that the girl didn't have who came from uni. Not that I'm saying uni's a bad thing. It's a good thing. But don't be lazy, you know. Go to uni. You only go to uni three or four days a week. Get a job the rest of the freaking time. Mm-hmm. Get yourself 10 steps ahead of the person who leaves with just the uni degree. So do you think you'd be in a different position if you went to uni? <laughs> I couldn't get in. <laughs> so chance would be a fine thing. I never got in. I got shocking marks in school. Um, I guess the, the different position I'd be in is I'd probably be a more confident writer. Um, I'm, I'm a horrible writer now. If I have to write a press release, I have to employ someone to do it. So we've got a writer now. But um, that's the only thing that I feel it would have given me. Um, A, I didn't get in anyway. But B, I think that my on-the-job experience has been without question um, of benefit in comparison to my competitors. Hmm. Because I'm not stuck in a rut of doing things in a um, uni-trained way. I'm more of a realist. I feel like half the things, not even half, 90% of what did I learned at uni. I went to uni. Of course you did. But I interned. <laughs> but, I, so I went to uni in Canberra. I came to Sydney every Monday to intern. Yeah, you see, that's the thing. But that's, that's what got me my job. Uni didn't get me my yes. job. Sorry to university. It was no. fun three years. Yeah. But. And it's nice that you did it and you finished it. I look at it as saying, okay, well, she started it and she finished it. That, to me, is impressive. Do I, would I give you a job over someone who had the three years experience on the ground in a power company no yeah no i would have been three so years behind like i didn't apply for a job you, with you, you needed to do both yeah exactly which is what i did and it did help yeah that's for sure but and you came from canberra every day that's a long drive <sighs> once a week oh. every monday wow dolly level seven but it's impressive you see that shows commitment that's why you got a job i hate the murray's bus though i will never get on the murray's <laughs> bus anymore now people go on murray's buses for a holiday <laughs> and you went on it for work three hours there and back (gasps) it was bleak that coach smell it's still in my sinuses Mm. horrific it's impressive look where you are now started from murray's now we're here yeah exactly hello (laughs) (laughs) supposed to do a bit of a jiggle now yeah something like that i'm gonna wrap it up there she's like we've had enough swearing stop (laughs) (laughs) the sensors are gonna we'll get phone calls I don't know how to beep it. We'll just yeah. put an explicit rating. Yeah. It's all yeah. good. Can you? Yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, we'll have to. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you have to? Mm. No. Mm. Super. But you know what? With I'm glad Cosmo, I did it then. That Roxy, she's very controversial. Oh, that'll be on the news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining Pleasure. me, Roxy. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, head to iTunes, hit subscribe, leave us a review and let us know your favourite business lessons or what you want to know. And maybe we'll just have to get Roxy back and record another one answering. 